slightly out of breath, she came to a halt outside the ground glass door with the legend painted across it, Estonia Glassware Company. Tuppence knocked. In response to a voice from within, she turned the handle and walked into a small, rather dirty outer office. A middle-aged clerk got down from a high stool at a desk near the window and came towards her inquiringly. I have an appointment with Mr. Bittington, said Tuppence. Will you come this way, please? He crossed a partition door with private on it, knocked, then opened the door and stood aside to let her pass in. Mr. Whittington was seated behind a large desk, covered with papers. Tuppence felt her previous judgment confirmed. There was something wrong about Mr. Whittington. The combination of his sleek prosperity and his shifty eye was not attractive. He looked up and nodded. So you've turned up all right. That's good. Sit down, will you? Tuppence sat down on the chair, facing him. She looked particularly small and demure this morning. She sat there meekly with downcast eyes, whilst Mr. Whittington sorted and rustled amongst his papers. Finally, he pushed them away and leaned over the desk. Now, my dear young lady, let us come to business. His large face broadened into a smile. You won't work? Well, I have work to offer you. What should you say now to hundred pounds down and all expenses paid? Mr. Whittington leaned back in his chair and thrust his thumbs into the armholes of his waistcoat. Tuppence eyed him wearily. And the nature of the work? she demanded. Nominal, purely nominal. A pleasant trip, that is all. Where to? Mr. Whittington smiled again. Paris. Oh, said Tuppence thoughtfully. To herself, she said, of course, if father heard that, he would have a fit. But somehow I don't see Mr. Whittington in the role of the gay deceiver. Yes, continued Whittington. What could be more delightful? To put the clock back a few years, a very few, I'm sure, and re-enter one of those pensionnats de jeune fille with which Paris abounds. Tuppence interrupted him. A pensionnat? Exactly. Madame Colombier's in the Avenue des Nuits. Tuppence knew the name well. Nothing could have been more select. She had had several American friends there. She was more than ever puzzled. You want me to go to Madame Colombier's? For how long? That depends. Possibly three months. And that is all? There are no other conditions? None whatever. You would, of course, go in the character of my ward and you would hold no communication with your friends. I should have to request absolute secrecy for the time being. By the way, you are English, are you not? Yes. Yet you speak with a slight American accent. My great pal in hospital was a little American girl. I dare say I picked it up from her. I can soon get out of it again. On the contrary, it might be simpler for you to pass as an American. Details about your past life in England might be more difficult to sustain. Yes, I think that would be decidedly better. Then... One moment, Mr. Whittington. You seem to be taking my consent for granted. Whittington looked surprised. Surely you are not thinking of refusing. I can assure you that Madame Colombier's is a most high-class and orthodox establishment, and the terms are most liberal. Exactly, said Tuppence. That's just it. The terms are almost too liberal, Mr. Whittington. 
I cannot see any way in which I can be worth that amount of money to you. No, said Whittington softly. Well, I will tell you. I could doubtless obtain someone else for very much less. What I am willing to pay for is a young lady with sufficient intelligence and presence of mind to sustain her part well, and also one who will have sufficient discretion not to ask too many questions. Tuppence smiled a little. She felt that Whittington had scored. Oh, there's another thing. So far, there has been no mention of Mr. Beresford. Where does he come in? Uh, Mr. Beresford? My partner, said Tuppence with dignity. You saw us together yesterday. Ah, yes, but I'm afraid we shan't require his services. Then it's off, Tuppence rose. It's both or neither. Sorry, but that's how it is. Good morning, Mr. Whittington.